Princess Rise for their Majesties of Royally Obsessed, the podcast for all things royals. Stand by! Three cheers for Her Majesty the Queen! Hi, welcome back to Royally Obsessed. I'm Lisa Ryan. And I'm Caitlin Menza. And it's time for your weekly update on the royal news you need to know. Please follow us on Instagram at Royally Obsessed Podcast and join our Facebook group, Royally Obsessed. You can also subscribe to the podcast, which is the cool thing all the kids are doing. Sure. And you can leave us the royal rating of a five-star review. And we love emails, so please email us at info at gallerypodcast.com with any and all questions. And this week, much to discuss. Oh, man. How much, are we going to fit it in? I don't know. We're going we're gonna to try somehow. Thank God you worked your Hermione Granger magic and provided such a thorough outline of our plan for this evening. It's really nice when <laughs> finally people appreciate me being very annoying in type A. It's not annoying. It's really super helpful. Take that, high school. Because I'm overwhelmed by all the things we have to cover. So a brief rundown. Uh, we have the highlights from the rest of the Africa tour, Kate's coat return, and the tweets it spawned. So weird. It's so weird of all things. And then we have a royal engagement. I can't believe we're getting another royal wedding. I know. We we have been blessed. Really, they just roll it out so nicely for us. Mm -hmm. But first we have a royal refreshment. It's not that interesting. And now it's time for the weekly royal cocktail. Well, it's more tea. More tea because if you can't tell, I, Lisa, am sick. Well, yeah. We're we're hanging in there for you. Although there have been a lot of tweets today about how everyone in New York is sick. So I'm simply on trend. I'm okay so far after my July horror, but I'm trying to stay far away from you, which is uncomfortable for me. I know. You're like leaning back. I know. A little bit. <laughs> a little bit. <laughs> okay. Well, since your voice is not dying, will you please do us the honor of our listener email? Yes. Um. So we have an email from Kylie. Jenner. No, um, I don't think so. Okay. I don't think so. Um, Subject line, royally obsessed is so dang good. Uh, Dear Lisa and Caitlin, thank you for making such a fun, upbeat podcast about the royals every single week. I love, love, love listening. And I'm so glad to have found my people. Um, I'm going to just uh, excerpt some things from Kylie because we have so much to cover. But she noted that her royal obsession began um, on kind of a downer note uh, when her mom was watching Princess Diana's funeral and crying. I asked her what the deal was and she explained that this woman had died. And instead of comforting my grieving mother, I instead was ecstatic to find out that there were real princesses in the world and that they had handsome princes my own age. Um, She did not get a chance to marry Will nor Harry, unfortunately, but I did spot them and the queen with my own eyes when I was on a study abroad in London in college. And I camped out early for the Trooping of the Color Parade. Grainy pixel 2009 camera photos attached for your pleasure. They actually aren't that grainy and you can really see Queen Elizabeth so clearly. And she's really outed herself as not Kylie Jenner. No, exactly. Exactly. Oh, such a jaunty hat. Um, And lastly, because I'm a big nerd, I just wanted to tell you that when I need a break at work or in my schoolwork, grad school life, I'm working on creating a family tree of the royals that goes back to Queen Victoria. It's very hard, all caps, but really fun and kind of silly. I thought out of anyone you would appreciate we absolutely do. Yes. And please share with us when you have the completed tree. Yes. And she said, thank you again. You and your podcast team are wonderful. I'm I'm noting that so that our producers feel loved and cared for when they put up with us coughing all over the equipment. I know. It's <laughs> it's really fun. I'm sure they're going to have a great time disinfecting this place. Um, so now we have this week in royal history. And now, this week in royal history. Again, we're doing kind of a recent history. Yes. Uh, And also it's really fitting because the Sussexes are just wrapping up their Africa tour. And so we're looking at William and Kate's Canada trip. 
Yes. But the one in 2016. Yeah. So this week, two, three years ago, they were in Canada. Uh, it was an eight day tour with 30 appearances and they had the two kids with them, which was pretty nuts. Um, I, I remember all the the pictures with the kids. So this that trip is the one. Um, here's what I remember from the Canada tour. Uh, one, Kate wearing a red, perfect little red pillbox hat with like a cream coat, you know, uh, just looking like the flag. And then that was the event um, where they went to a party or that sorry, that was the tour where they went to a party with military families with the balloon arch, the bunny and the bunny and like Charlotte running at full speed to the balloon arch and just pounding on the balloons mm -hmm. and the iconic photo of Prince George playing with bubbles with his head back mouth uh. open full of joy. I can't believe that was three years, three years ago. ago. I know. Again, time marches on and we hate it. That is crazy. Oh, my gosh. But while we're talking about royal kids aging, here's one who's just at a perfect, perfect place. So last week, we obviously <laughs> recorded on Tuesday. And little did we know that less than 12 hours after we last left the studio, one of the most important things of the tour would occur. Slash, one of my favorite days of the whole year. I know. <laughs> oh, my gosh. I was so unbelievably overjoyed that morning. It was so lovely. So obviously, we're talking about Archie stepping oh. out. Arch meets Archie. It's, he met Archbishop um, Desmond Tutu. Which, can I just note that that's not a joke or pun that we made. That was a pun made by at Sussex Royal themselves. No, that's really so good. And so first, okay. Some notes on Archie. I'm just going to say it. Freaking cute. Super cute. <laughs> I would say. Hot take. <laughs> like for a baby, adorable. And looks so much like Prince Harry. It's I was chilling. I was thinking about how ridiculous it is. And I'm like, oh my God, I can't believe how much he looks like Prince Harry because that is his father. Right. But it's just, it's kind of uncanny. I just love jeans. Genetics are awesome. I know. He looks so much like Harry, but I do like in his facial features. But I do want to say that I think his eyes actually Megan. look like Megan. Um, so that was and also because she's holding him in all mm -hmm. of the images and in the video. I just you could really see it. I don't know that I would have picked it up otherwise. But, but like talk about a kid hitting the genetic lottery, like two incredibly beautiful parents. Yeah. And they he wore little blue and white striped overalls, which I think were Oshkosh Bagash. I know there was H&M kit baby. Right? Yes. Because you got the press release. <laughs> um, my friend Sarah got the press release who sent it to me. But I was like, oh, yes, of course, sending out a press release about baby's clothes. baby's first outfit. I mean, I think we got the swaddle blanket too when that when he came out that day in may but this was just amazing i i truly cannot think of a more special first like official quote-unquote appearance oh, it was... for a royal kid than he meets i mean i'm i'm gonna try again to like discuss this without crying but to have archie's first appearance on a royal tour be meeting you know the archbishop desmond tutu who was an anti-apartheid leader and we're talking about a baby who wouldn't have been legally allowed to exist in apartheid South Africa is just holy wow, you know? And of course, um, the Fug Girls pointed this out in the video, which I highly encourage you watch. Every angle of the video, every part of the video, every way you can watch Super it. Super high quality. Such high quality video. Um, the Archbishop goes, to, he doesn't speak to Harry or Meghan first. He goes straight for that baby, which is exactly what I would have done too. Oh, He's yeah. like, yeah, 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 you guys seem fine. But he just goes right for the baby. And he said, more beautiful than in the photos. Aw. Which is rude because I probably will not get to meet Archie in my life or anytime soon. So I'll never be able to judge. I think that's a safe bet. bet. So I'll never be able to say more beautiful than the photos. But then also the images that um, Sussex Royal shared, the picture of, um, the archbishop kissing Archie on the forehead 
and Megan just looking on glowingly. It's oh, so incredibly, so, so incredibly powerful. special. And it just really warmed my heart. And like, I don't know, what what else can you even say? I loved the pictures of Archie straining for, um, there's like a cupcake tower on the table yeah. <laughs> between them. And Some sort of pastry. First of all, drooling Cakes. down his chin, which is, you know, what babies Classic do. Baby. And then he's reaching for the cupcake little pastry thing. So it's like he's drooling while reaching for pastries that he... Uh, conceivably cannot consume yet um but it was just lovely they met at um the archbishop's foundation in south africa in sorry in cape town which contributes to the development of youth and leadership and facilitates discussions around social justice Mm -hmm. just really wow and it was of course i mean i liked megan's outfit but that seems so secondary um Mm -hmm. she carried a baby in heels which just blows my mind because i can't even walk like uh four feet in heels oh, me either. so that always blows my mind but i think maybe my highlight from the whole thing was how happy harry looked so happy in that whole video in every photo um i might like even more than the video of harry grinning his cheeks off i might like even more when they were on the couches chatting um with the archbishop and his family there's a point where megan's talking and harry's just looking on and his face is just a glow staring mm-hmm. at his family it's kills me it's so heartwarming that day was perfect and so obviously a lot of things have happened since then and as we've said before we can't go through every single thing that happened because there's simply too much so we're going to kind of quickly go through some of our highlights and then we asked you guys to tell us on facebook what your highlights of the trip from the past week were and so we have some of those as well yes after archie's appearance we had megan step out at the mothers to mothers um event and she wore her Everlane outfit again. Yes, get another rewear because that's what she wore in the British Vogue behind the scenes video. We got to see a better shot of it this time and she wore it with these really cool gold earrings, which I really liked. And at that event, um, she plopped down on the floor and there was some coverage that she did that because the other moms were sort of like, wait, should I also plop down on the floor? And then eventually they all do, right? So that was really cute. Um, and, and she donated bags of baby clothes and toys that Archie has outgrown including a onesie that says the future and the Invictus bodysuit that Prince Harry received after his birth. Oh, can you imagine if your baby was wearing the Invictus little bodysuit onesie? Oh my gosh, <laughs> so I can't cute. even. It's so cute. Um, so that was really lovely. One of the moms who was there said she means a lot to me and it was amazing to meet her. She's such an independent woman, so strong and so beautiful and that she'd been a fan of Megan since she watched the royal wedding. Um, it's just nice after the same day that we saw her with Archie, we got to see her with other moms and other babies Mm -hmm. and, you know, playing on the floor with them. And it was just lovely. And then another thing that we want to mention is probably, I think, I think it's impossible to see this moment and not feel moved. Even if you're not a Royal watcher, even if you kind of have like a really, really like cursory knowledge of the Royals and what they do. Um, I think you can't see this without feeling a pang in your heart. And it is Harry with the um, landmines. Yes. I really, I mean, we didn't know much about their schedule before this, right? So my heart couldn't take anymore, I thought, after seeing um, Archie with the Archbishop. So Harry was in Angola, and in 1997, Princess Diana walked across an active minefield in Angola. And the images are still images that we see today. They're so iconic. She's wearing um, white and khaki and wearing a... um, I don't even know what you did. I would imagine like a bulletproof vest, essentially. Like a Kevlar, um, mm-hmm. a mask and a vest. And she's walking through this area. And so here we have Harry 
um, many years later after her death doing the same walk. Yeah. And it, he pointed out or the, the account, you know, Sussex Royal pointed out that this is not the first time he has worked with the Halo Trust. He has visited them several times and um, he's working on there's a pledge with, with the Halo Trust to eliminate landmines um, in the next couple of years. There is still a thousand eleven hundred left. So it's an ongoing project, but he's been there a couple of times before. But I feel like we've never seen such a clear imagery. And of course, he called attention to that on the Sussex Royal account. Mm-hmm. Um, they showed the images of Princess Diana and he, you know, gave quotes about how how moving it was for him to be in the place where his mother was. And of course, he sat under that tree and that, you know, by himself. And he looked really emotional. and that. Uh, killed me. That really broke me down. To mm-hmm. see him like that was really incredible. Um, and of course, all the comments on the Instagram were like, oh my God, your mom would be so proud of you and all these things. And I, I can't even talk about it without crying. It Ooh. makes me so sad for everything <laughs> she's missed. I know. And everything they've missed. And this is really just such a beautiful moment and such a tribute to her. And she would be proud. Yeah. So of course, it was just so sad. Um, and so then another really moving moment was back in South Africa. Um, Meghan Markle uh, visited a memorial to a murdered 19-year-old student while she was traveling. So basically she was she went privately, but um, Buckingham Palace confirmed that she was there because I think it, you know, maybe it was leaked or it got a bit more press. But um, she wanted to bring attention to this woman's death. Um, she was raped and murdered uh, just a month ago. And um, her death launched all these protests around the country because um, with this hashtag, am I next? Um, mm-hmm. Because there were 39,000 rapes in South Africa in 2017. And so um, she wanted to bring some attention to that. And so she visited um, privately and eventually, you know, we saw some images of her, you know, wearing the white tank up and jeans and tying a ribbon around um, the site with around the memorial. And I believe she also expressed some messages to the the woman's parents as well. Mm-hmm. Um, and on Sussex Royal Instagram account, um, they wrote that she wanted to pay her respects and to show solidarity with those who have taken a stand against gender-based violence and femicide. Yes. Yeah. And you also, um, she, in the link, the in the bio of Sussex Royal, she also included a New Yorker article so you can find out more about the case. Um, just so... <sighs> Actually, I think it's worth just taking a moment to appreciate that, you know, before we before this tour began, we knew that we would get the couple together at the beginning and at the end, the beginning in Cape Town and the end in Johannesburg and that the middle would be Harry traveling around on his own. And I really did think that we wouldn't see Megan at all. Yeah, I thought she'd be laying low. Yeah, the way it was sort of outlined was that Megan would be laying low. I think we should have known better because <laughs> Megan Markle, first of all, does not lay low. And that's part of why we love her. Um, and I feel like on Saturday was when we first started getting all these peaks of what she had been up to because that was when we got the photo on Sussex Royal of her visiting the memorial. And it was around Saturday that we also started to get um, like just slow press reports about this breakfast she attended of a group of, you know, female activists from all over South Africa with all their different causes. And it wasn't, it didn't feel so private, of course, because they took photos and Megan was sort of, I don't want to say done up, but like, you know, was definitely prepared to be photographed. It wasn't like a secret meeting, um, but it just went to show that it, she's not like chilling with the baby, which first of all would be completely warranted. She has a five month old, um, but she is making so much of this time, you know, mm-hmm. like I just think about 
how lazy I would be in her position. <laughs> Again, not lazy because she has a five month old. But like if I were a duchess and my husband was out doing important things and everyone thought I was like on a break, I would be on a break. Mm-hmm. Or I'd be like trying new restaurants or um, seeing other beautiful parts of South Africa. But she is doing meetings every minute, it feels like. She's a woman on a mission. Truly. And another thing that was interesting, I saw that Prince Harry took over National Geographic's Instagram account. Yes. And that really made me think about, do you remember when um, Sussex Royal posted some nature photography? And I was like, oh, is that like Nat Geo? Like, who are they going to, who who did that? But it turned out it was Harry. So it was kind of interesting that he took over their account for a day and he contributed one of his own images of a national park in Malawi and he explained that he wanted to encourage social media users to post their own images of trees in the local community to raise awareness of the vital role trees play in the earth ecosystem and he also wanted to encourage people to appreciate the beauty of our surroundings. So this should not be the takeaway because it's a really special, important cause that he's bringing attention to but he said something about being a big fan of the Nat Geo account and I was like when are you looking at the Nat Geo account <laughs> with your Instagram on your phone, with your fins? I mean, he has an official Instagram, obviously, yeah. Sussex Royal. But I just was like, how long have you been on Instagram, Prince Harry? <laughs> I just need to know. Like, I want to know about his social media habits. That's all. Um, but I thought that was such a lovely, not that I needed sort of a light break. Um, it's just, it's been such a I guess it's been such a joyful week, but really an emotional one as well. So it was kind of nice, you know, over the weekend to just have a day where he's like, look at some trees. Trees are important. Like mm-hmm. go to Nat Geo's Instagram account. I was just was like, thank you. Let's look mm-hmm. at some trees. It was just cute. And Megan also gave another speech because last week we talked about her first speech that she gave. But yeah. she gave another speech at an ACU event, Association of Commonwealth Universities. Of um, which she's the patron. Yeah. She's such an advocate for... um empowering women through education and so she gave a really great speech and what uh one moment that is really stuck out to a lot of people in the speech which so many places have transcribed because she's a really great speech writer um she writes so i'm very excited today and i'll use a note card for this because my goodness it's the last bit i can't screw up i'm very (laughs) very happy that we're able to announce three new gender grants amazing just amazing. She said, the goal here is to be able to have gender equality, to be able to support women as they're working in research and higher education goals, and to be able to have workshops to convene things that are really helping people understand the importance of gender equality. Um, oh, so special. So she, actually, I'm looking at this page now. She said, we're announcing three. And then later she says, we're announcing four new Queen Elizabeth Commonwealth scholarships. Um, students from Tanzania, Zambia, and Nigeria have been selected to study in South Africa next year. Um, So I don't know if it's three or four still, but very special. Very exciting. (laughs) Very, very special. Yeah. And so last week we said to all of you guys that we want to know your favorite moments from the uh, Africa trip. But we wanted to know since since the last recording, because there's just so many to keep up with. So I went on Facebook, um, which I rarely do. And (laughs) I asked the Facebook group, the Roros, to share their moments. And we've got so many amazing moments that we want to go through. So we're just going to read some brief comments from you guys um maria wrote harry walking the same street his mom did for landmine work then sitting down to reflect so poignant yeah and and Paige commented from that that photo speaks volumes and i got the feeling that the photographer was actually quite a ways away but used a zoom lens that's so true i mean not that it wasn't a photo op it definitely was also that 
but it seemed like everyone really gave him his space. And it's mm-hmm. you realize how rare it is also to see Prince Harry alone. He's obviously always in a group. When you see him, he's always on a walkabout or at an event. And just to see him sitting alone and, you know, thinking about his mother was just wow. Mm-hmm. And then Zach wrote, um, definitely for me, it was when Harry met landmine victim Sandra, who was the little girl 22 years ago with Diana under the tree with the one red shoe in that now famous photograph, a full circle type of moment. And Sandra has named one of her daughters, Diana. Oh my God. Yes. That picture of him meeting her and she's so grown up now and she has four kids of her own. And one of them is named Diana. I mean, holy wow. (laughs) I just keep saying that. Like what else is there to say? It's just, wow. It's really intense and wonderful. Many people mentioned Megan tying the ribbon She achieved her goal of bringing attention to the problem of gender-based violence in South Africa. I had no idea, and now I do. That was from Audra. Mm -hmm. Um, And Jen also said, when Megan made a private visit to pay tribute to the student who was murdered, no cameras. She just wanted to do it. Really intense and lovely. I think you'd like this one. Um, Tadiria wrote, can someone investigate if Archie got some of that cake? His little (laughs) face looks so determined. And then Janet wrote, so true. I sure hope he did, which is so funny. And then... um, Janet also wrote all the things mentioned above. I'll add Megan's visit to mother to mothers to mothers getting down on the floor to play with the babies and donating Archie and friends clothes and the private women in public service breakfast. Oh, and then Raina added, um, I have to add this moment. Find you a man who looks at you the way Harry looks at Megan. And then she has a screenshot of when Megan Skyped in to an event that Harry was doing. At oh, my school, gosh. Yes. Which was so great as well. Yes. I again, like every it's so hard. Like there's so many of these moments and I feel like. That is such a small one. It's like he did so many amazing things on his part of the tour by himself. But truly do, if you haven't seen that image, look it up when she appears on the screen, on the Skype screen. And like we've all Skyped or FaceTime, like it's not the best quality all the time. His whole face lights up. He's like, there she is. Like he's so excited to see her, which is just so, so lovely. Oh, and then Brooke mentioned the photo of Megan kissing the little girl's hand. Oh, of course. Yes. So I actually tweeted that one because I tweeted something like, Megan, Megs, you have to let me work. I can't concentrate. You're crush- you're crushing me because she that was a girl who said I've I've wanted to meet Megan my whole life, which is so sweet. Or like I've always wanted to meet Megan my whole life. Um, the girl is eight, so mm-hmm. that means like probably half her life or two years of her, like a quarter of her life has been spent wanting to meet Meghan Markle, mm-hmm. which of course when you're eight is very significant, two years. Um, and so she had said that I think to one of the reporters, and then when Megan came in, she you know, squatted down and kissed the girl's hand. And it just, what an unforgettable moment for that little girl. Like, she's never going to wash that hand, <laughs> you know? Such. So lovely. Um, and actually, while we're um, discussing the, the thing about Harry looking at Megan with such glowing eyes, Megan gave an interesting interview to the British reporters today or to the, the pool because they were like, hey, so you're going to be reunited. I think she just gave them a couple of minutes and we got all this loveliness. So they were like, you know, how has it been? And she said that it's been, you know, a full plate for her with the five month old. But she thanked her royal aides for being really kind to me. Um, it's my first time being in the country. And Harry has continued on in a couple of other countries. We're reuniting today, which I can't wait for. I miss him so much. But I think for us, it has been a really special trip because you get to see when you're focusing on the causes that are really important to you. You can see that the impact is good and it feels meaningful. Um, she also noted that um, the whole schedule of the week was based around Archie's feed times. 
that's so that's such a relatable moment for like this really unrelatable thing being on a royal tour and being a duchess that's incredibly relatable <laughs> i just love that you know so many people had to have their hands on this schedule and i just love the transparency of her saying that and then being i imagine just that planning meeting where she's like okay so three o'clock four thirty six thirty like this is when i'm gonna need breaks you know is <laughs> just really really special and again she emphasized um it's been really very it's been very important to me for a long time to focus on women's and girls rights and especially their empowerment um and you know what it's empowering to hear about your baby's feeding schedule because not a lot of moms feel like they can talk about that, especially not as it relates to their work, you know? Of course, of course. So it's really great. As if we didn't have enough to discuss today, um, as we were heading into the studio, this sort of broke this afternoon, Tuesday, um, a statement from Harry. And I just want to note that this came from Harry, like it was written uh, by him. Of course, the action, well, I mean, just I don't want to cart before the horse but basically so harry alerted the world that uh he and megan are filing a claim against associated newspapers which is the owner of the daily mail and mail on sunday um for um it's publishing the private letter but i wanted to use like the legal ease the misuse of private information infringement of copyright and breach of the data protection act of 2018 um, so the statement that went along with that, um, it was an explanation of where they were coming from and that this was referring to the letter um, that I believe that it was the Mail on Sunday published. I, so he actually is a bit vague in the statement. So I had to like write, <laughs> wait for Royals reporters to sort of confirm this mm-hmm. um, because, frankly, the Daily Mail has done plenty of not great things over the last year. So I wasn't sure what he was referring to. And I believe it is the publishing of the private letter that Megan sent her dad right after her wedding or the Mm -hmm. week of her wedding, um, basically being like, please stop being terrible. And it was so such an invasive thing to do. And so this is not the first time that Harry has issued a statement about some of the harassment and bullying that Megan has received from the press. He, of course, did this after their relationship um, was public back in Oh my God, was it 2016? I think so. Oh my gosh, time yeah. <laughs> is going by. Because the confirmation, like the public appearances started in 2017, but the love shield, as it were, um, was 2016. And so that was, you know, noted for being impassioned where he was like, "This, I can't protect the woman I love. Um, and so it's a very like sort of dramatic phrasing that he used. And I feel like we have that here. It starts out sort of measured. Um he says, my wife has become one of the latest victims of a of a British tabloid press that wages campaigns against individuals with no thought to the consequences, a ruthless campaign that has escalated over the past year throughout her pregnancy and while raising our newborn son. Um, there's a human cost to this relentless propaganda, specifically when it is knowingly false and malicious. And um, he goes on to say that, you know, some of the same publications that are publishing really glowing things about them in the wake of this really phenomenal tour are the same places that are publishing yes. really horrible things and really invasive and yeah. awesome malicious And he things. says, we've been putting on a brave face, but we can't tell you how painful it's been. And him framing it around the current tour is really interesting to me because I'm thinking about like an interview like today where Megan had to, not had to, chose to speak to the press pool and just be like, here's how it's going so far. Can't wait to see Harry. Here's how my baby is. And she has to face some of the same writers and reporters that are putting out um, terrible things or their employers are or their coworkers are. Mm-hmm. And it just made me really think about how awful that must be. Um, Harry writes, there comes a point when the only thing to do is stand up 
to this behavior because it destroys people and destroys lives. Put simply, it is bullying, which scares and silences people. We all know this isn't acceptable at any level. We won't and can't believe in a world where there is no accountability for this. And then I know that there was a line that you tweeted out. Oh, yeah. I mean, how could you not? So towards the end, he says, um, this action may not be the safe one. It is may not be the safe one. It is the right one because my deepest fear is history repeating itself. I've seen what happens when someone I love is commoditized to the point that they are no longer treated or seen as a real person. I lost my mother and now I watch my wife falling victim to the same powerful forces. Um, I mean, I feel like, of course, that's sort of a pull quote because for him to invoke his mother, which he also did in the love shield to be Mm -hmm. like, haven't you guys learned that you have to be nicer to him? Not nicer, but like treat people like people, treat people like people and not, you know, try to eat these people up and like get whatever you can from them or it's just how many times does he have to do that it's like it's it must just be so painful for him to have to like use his mother's memory that way but he's like these are the stakes like just mm-hmm. a reminder this is these are the stakes and this is what has happened and please don't do this again and the statement says that any proceeds from any damages that they may uh get uh, will be donated to an anti-bullying charity and it also comes on the heels of the son issuing an apology yes um on September 29th, they published an apology uh, and they wrote an article headlined, Not in Meg Backyard. What a weird headline. Yeah. I don't even I don't right. get it. Um, reported that the Duke and Duchess of Sussex had banned staff from using a car park near Frogmore Cottage. We now accept that the parking changes were not requested by the Duke and Duchess. We are happy to correct the record and apologize for any distress caused. Yeah, which is, so it's really like, truly just stop like wow this is really bad yeah it is amazing first of all let's just note that it's a rare thing for a tabloid to apologize for erroneous reporting um in that kind of way mm-hmm. and it's also rare for the royal family to take this kind of gigantic stance um you know there was a lawsuit in the past with the cambridges when there were photos of course taken of Kate middleton on vacation um and that was pursued but to have this kind of like paragraph and paragraph long you know um plea from from harry like is really powerful well i guess we'll see and i think it sort of goes back to harry's point that he's like this is not the safe route for us which i think is interesting phrasing because he's saying like this might be really not fun for us to watch play out in the courts Mm -hmm. like the the safe route would uh, be us just like never saying anything ever but or like the, I don't know, the old school safe route would mm-hmm. be us not talking about this, but we weren't going to talk about it because you guys are horrifying. So good for them. Good for them. Yeah. Um, and so that wraps up the tour. And um, we, of course, have another tour with Will and Kate this month oh that we're excited now about. Now that it's October. Um, and so we we had an appearance from them at the RSS Sir David Attenborough. And this was kind of <laughs> funny because that is the name of the boat right now, but it yes. was really supposed to be... Hold on. I got to make sure I'm not going to get this wrong. You're like, mm, you know, like that tweet, that meme format. That's like mm, checks notes. Bodie McBoatface. Yes, that's it. It is Bodie McBoatface. So um, people had voted to name it Bodie McBoatface. But then I guess they're like, no, they're like nice, but no. So instead they named it after, um, of course, this person who Harry and, Harry and William have worked a lot with. Yes. It's just funny because this is why you this is why 
democracy is not always the best. <laughs> you can't. Hey, bold <laughs> statement. I just mean insofar as you can't expect um, people to be mature mm-hmm. when given the ability to name a submarine. It's just not, you can't, you can't I do think that. Bodie McBoatface is like a legit name. It's, <laughs> it's what it is. It's a boat. And oh, in case you're not sure, is it a boat? You're like, yeah, McBoatface. Like it legitimately <laughs> is. So this appearance Listen, probably- It's what I remember about this event. So it well, goes to what, show. What I remember about this is the fact that Kate wore her Alexander McQueen coat for the fourth time. And then Twitter went wild at a page six um, right. tweet about it. Their tweet was like fairly benign in terms of like a page six tweet because, you know, it's a tabloid. But they tweeted Kate Middleton rewears blue Alexander McQueen for fourth time. And I think like to royal watchers, we're used to people being like, oh, look, it's a rewear. But it got picked up by people that aren't as used to the royal life. So they're like, she wore a coat for a fourth time. Yeah, I wear my coat all the time. It went bananas viral. I mean, maybe it's always hard for me to tell if viral just means a lot of New York media people were talking about it because that's a lot of my Twitter feed. Um, But I'm looking at it now and there were almost 11,000 responses to the tweet. And that's not even including quote tweets because it doesn't even show you that. Exactly. But so many people were like, it's a $4,000 coat or whatever it was. Like, I would hope she would wear it this many times. Like Or like breaking news, mom of three wears a coat four times. I think somebody tweeted at us and was like, what's like, when's the last time you rewore something? Right. I I probably wore this shirt within the last week. <laughs> I and I'll probably wear it again within this week. My winter coat is a black and white houndstooth coat that like has a really cool texture. And that really cool texture means all the threads get pulled by like the sub like rushing up against people, zippers, my purse. Like it really just needs to be retired. But I've had it for mm, eight years. So oh, I'm finally retiring my puffy coat because mm-hmm. the puffiness has stopped stopped being puffy because I've had it for 10 years. <laughs> the coat has deflated. Before I moved to New York, I bought a big coat. So I'm like, moving to New York, sure. gotta get a coat. Sure. So anyway, um, that was just really funny to watch because um on the one hand, you're like, that's kind of just what it's like when people are yeah. talking about royal re- rewears, but then on the other hand, it's like, oh, everyone's really hilarious and yeah. welcome to our royal circle. Exactly. Welcome to caring a lot about when somebody rewears something. And also while we're on that topic, Megan, that's really been the theme of that tour of the South yeah. Africa tour has been she rewore stuff like in something like half of her appearances and some of the more low key ones, too. She's like rewearing stuff that we haven't seen necessarily in a big way. I mean, we saw the blue Tonga dress, but like low key rewears like the Madewell jumpsuit. It's been really interesting. You mean Everly? Oh, right. Well, listen, it's but all she wore made well. It's all <laughs> everything her made well for her. Um, but yeah. And then today we got two um, like shirt dresses, two variations on shirt dresses. The woman loves a shirt dress, which I understand. And then we know that uh, Will and Kate are supposed to go to an event on Wednesday night. So there's going to be another event before we record. Mm-hmm. So there'll be more sightings of them. I hope she rewears this coat for a fifth time. <laughs> Just to like poke fun. Yeah, I don't want to say that I hope it's boring because we're going to miss it with our recording because I don't want it to be boring, but maybe I hope it's boring. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. So we're looking forward to these crazy kids going on tour. Oh my God. It just, it really helps because the letdown from South Africa is going to be rough. Yeah, I know because it's just, it's like such a high and then when it's over, it's you're like, good. what? What, what? It's just been such an extraordinary week. I'm very happy. So it's one of their best work. Oh, yeah, totally. What a power couple. And then, um, oh, other couple news. There's a royal engagement. This week is nuts. Yeah, there's a lot of royal news. This week is nuts. So Princess Beatrice announced her engagement to Eduardo Mapelli Mozzi. 
Um, Yay. So I found that, oh, yes, I found that out via um, waking up and seeing Eugenie's Instagram. I kind of like when I just organically find out gigantic Royals news. Like I just woke up and there was Eugenie being like, oh, here's my sister. She's engaged. Also, I took their engagement photo Mm -hmm. and she wrote BB, which is also adorable. Wow. I'm so happy for you, my dearest big sissy and dear Edo. It's been a long time coming and you two are meant to be. Um, and then she quoted the statement, we are extremely happy to be able to share the news of our recent engagement. We're both so excited to be embarking on this life adventure together and can't wait to actually be married. We share so many similar interests and values, and we know that this will stand us in great steed for the years ahead, full of love and happiness. In great steed. In great steed. Um, the photos by Eugenie are so lovely. Um, she also did a close-up, thank you for that, um, of the ring. And... What I liked even more were the photos that I first saw, thanks to you, from Sarah Ferguson's Instagram, the black and white ones. No offense to Eugenie, because those are great. The colored ones were great, too, with that amazing dress. Um, But I really was moved by the ones from Fergie. And then um, Eduardo himself retweeted or, like, reposted the black and white images. Um, His caption... My favorite is them being goofy, by the way. Yeah, that one's really cute. I'm looking through them now. And again, if you don't, if you want to follow him, he's at Edo, E-D-O, Mapelli Mozzi. You'll find him because <laughs> if you're following us, you'll, it will like yeah. lead you to him. Um, but so he posted these like really dreamy photos of them. But then my favorite is the third one is them making goofy faces at each other. He's also very handsome. Very and handsome. his caption was, you will never be alone, my love. My heart is your home. Hand in hand today, tomorrow, and forever, which just, man, what a smush. I love a smushy guy. Mm -hmm. You know, that's something I'm fond of. So thrilled. And that means, y'all, another royal wedding. Yes. It's thrilling, but also that means we'll get one in 2020 and then we're done for a while. Yeah. Like a long while. A long while. Which is fine, I guess. I can't even think of other royals. We'll have to come up with hobbies. I know. But what are interests? What do what people are, do? What are other things? I don't know. But I'm really excited for them. Um, again, I'm sort of into their story insofar as the fact that like they've run into there for a million years. And I think of them as a Dawson and Joey type. Oh. Like they were friends for so long mm-hmm. and they couldn't be together because they were in other relationships. Maybe there was always a spark. I don't know. A I'm thought. a PC girl. Well, of course. Of course. I just mentioned that as sort of like a dynamic of friends who always like hold a candle for Maybe each other. Like- a Joey and Pacey. Well, that's interesting. I actually can only have Joey and Pacey be a Joey and Pacey. Okay. It's too close. Ah, It's too close. I guess this is that other interest that we mentioned. <laughs> um, so before we adjourn the Royal Pod, we have some highs and lows. It's time for the Royal Highs and Lows. Um, oh my God, I didn't prepare. Well, the low is that Harry has to write this kind of thing. Yeah, the low is that. That's that's ridiculous. Like, the, it's, it is there's bullying, there's harassment, there's racism, and it's just, I can't, every time I see it, I'm always amazed because I always think there's not, like, there can't possibly be a new low, but it always reaches new lows, yeah. and it's just ridiculous. And him saying, like, we're human beings with feelings, like, I mean, obviously, I think about the internal lives of the royals, I have a podcast about them, but <laughs> it was a good reminder that, like, sort of in the way they portray themselves, you never, they're always happy, they're always at inspiring events they're always doing work for good causes and you never think about like i mean i don't give enough thought that of course she's a real human i'm sure she has googled herself like she has said oh i don't read twitter but like she knows 
what's yeah. going on, right? Mm -hmm. And so it just reminded me that like, I can pretend that everything in Meghan Markle's life is awesome, but there are absolutely aspects that are not. And mm -hmm. so this was just a reminder of that. So mega low, mega low. Um, and so my high, Archie. <laughs> Archie, he is a adorable baby. They are such a happy, cute family. And I'm so happy that we got to see him hanging out with an archbishop. Yeah. Um, my high, uh, Archie, but I'm going to say the um, Harry working with the Halo Trust in the Angola minefields. That, to me, that image uh, that was so close to the image of his mother is like something that we, it seems like faded for 20 years, mm -hmm. you know, that we would see this imagery of him. And I feel like it's, I, I feel like instantly iconic is like a nonsense phrase at this point in <laughs> the vernacular um it's so overused but i just sometimes they do things that i'm like that will be in his like life highlights mm -hmm. when we look back at his career like that is a moment that was so special and yeah. so well done Completely. so that's a high that's a good way of putting it almost like you're a writer oh thank you <laughs> um so you guys can drop us an email at info at gallerypodcast.com and you can also subscribe to the podcast and leave us a five-star review on apple podcast if you don't mind obviously we love them so here's a real review that um kind of cracked me up a little bit uh um, it's from Red TTU. They write, my my absolute favorite podcast to keep up with the Royals. I listen to this podcast as I walk around my university's campus and I love it. Motivates me to go to class because I know that's when I get to listen to the Royals. <laughs> um, so I just like that because I like to think, yes, I'm a nerd motivating someone to go to school. Yes. Go yeah. to school and learn all my organizational techniques. <laughs> I do. I am happy to hear. I love hearing about how you guys listen or where you listen. You know, I know. it's just nice to imagine that. Mm -hmm. I still think while cleaning out cupboards is the the highest aspiration I could have. Yes, totally. Um, so you guys can follow the show on Instagram at Royally Obsessed Podcast. Join our Facebook group, Royally Obsessed. Caitlin, where can we follow you? You can follow me at HeyKMenz, H-E-Y-K-M-E-N-Z on Twitter and Instagram and read my writing at CaitlinMenza.com. You can follow me, Lisa, on Twitter and Instagram at Lisa Raya. And LisaRaya.com is where I live. Do you? It's my home. <laughs> you live in New York City. <laughs> You're so silly. I know. Um, okay, so until next week, God save the pod. There will be no Archie to talk about next week. I need some Michael. I'm already sad about it. Her Majesties of Royally Obsessed have retired for this episode. God save the pod. And if you fancy the podcast, give Royally Obsessed the royal rating of five stars on Apple Podcasts. Follow us on Instagram at Royally Obsessed Podcast and join our Facebook group, Royally Obsessed. Royally Obsessed is a gallery podcast production.